Welcome to Revealing Men, conversations that pull back the curtain, revealing the inner lives of men. I'm Randy Flood, psychotherapist and director of the Men's Resource Center of West Michigan. I'd like to welcome my colleague, friend, and neighbor, Steph Condon. We're neighbors, aren't we? Well, she's here to uh, join us at the Revealing Men podcast. Steph and I go way back from the early days when I provided staff trainings for an addiction recovery agency she worked at as a therapist, to years spent together in a therapeutic supervision group for practicing counselors, you know. And then Steph has conducted half-day intensive men's group therapy sessions here with me at the Men's Resource Center and currently resources monthly one of my standing men's groups where we uh, co-lead together. Steph has worked in the field of addiction medicine for 32 years or so. Um, For the last 10 to 12 years, I think you've been in uh, private practice and and she says that it's, she's seen the beautiful fruit of recovery and lives changed by restoration and, res, and respect. Steph, I have experienced her as a master in utilizing experiential exercises and groups to get um, guys to the hidden roots and feelings not spoken or even conscious of. And so that's a real gift of hers. In her free time, Steph enjoys gardening, renovation of historic homes with her hubby Jeff, and hiking and traveling and enjoying her spouse and two college-aged college offspring. And she said in her endeavors, she recognizes the theme of restoration of gardens, houses, peoples, and the hearts in her role as a therapist. So she is committed to helping clients work through the neglected and damaged rooms in their home, like the damaged houses she restores, <laughs> and bringing in that beauty, their essential goodness, and the freedom in their spirits. Steph says this about group therapy. It is a sacred place to go deeper than you ever have towards your own healing. And doing this sacred work in the company of others where we truly are seen and heard becomes a medicine for our healing. And we do that together. So welcome, Steph. Welcome, Randy. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So you you provide um, individual and group counseling for both females and males. And so I'd just like to have you say a little bit about your ex- experiences and challenging challenges working with this tribe of men. <laughs> well, uh, I love working with men. I think um, particularly right now in in my work at Sanford, you know, I have them for a shorter amount of time, but my work is to help them to walk through their own fear and be willing to see other parts of their lives and other parts of their underbellies mm. to allow them the courage to address particularly yeah. their addictions. And um, so that's that's a beautiful challenge, mm-hmm. and it's also... Um, when it goes well, it is sacred, beautiful work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, I pick up on that word courage. Um, for for guys, traditionally, again, um, courage can mean um, overcoming some kind of a physical um, challenge, um, the courage to climb the mountain, the courage to go down the, the rapids in your kayak or um, to put your head down in fourth and one and try to get a first down. Um so I'm wondering how you would describe this kind of courage that you're speaking of. I think this courage is the courage to have willingness to look at one's actions and look at one's situation and really step underneath 
the situation and really be more honest with mm. oneself. And a lot of my work is to help men look at their relationships with themselves and really what their posture with themselves has mm. been. Typically, um, particularly with addiction, a lot of it is avoidance, avoidance of, mm. I don't want to feel anything. I just want to be numb. Right. Um, I That's really scary. <laughs> and, you know, so we see a posture of avoidance or we see a posture of, you know, poor me, gosh, look at all these things that have happened to me and I just deserve to shut down and I'm too scared. Or there's, you know, that sense of, can somebody else fix this for me? Um, but really the courage to to see that some of that relationship with yourself has become abusive, self-abusive and violent in the avoidance. Mm. It's violent to avoid taking care of myself. It's violent to expect other people to always do that for me and to really, what is it going to take to turn back to myself and to see that young, young boy um, and grab a hold of him and allow him to have courage to step forward and to also look at how have I, how have I abandoned you? How have I left you? How, mm. how did I think I was giving you the world, but actually I was just not even hearing you? And so that yeah. is... It's interesting because we focus often on men's violence towards others, mm -hmm. um, and that you know mm -hmm. has has its problems in society, as we know. But you're speaking to this mm -hmm. violence that they do to the toward themselves. I haven't really heard yes. it phrased that way. Can you say? So that's what you're saying that that mm -hmm. there's part of them yes. becoming what nurturing and compassion and more loving toward themselves because part of being a man is yes. Or, say more. Um. I think that whole the whole idea of being kind of checked out and focused on external uh, performance mm -hmm. or achievement and really looking at stopping at what's the messages, what am I telling myself my worth is really about? Is it about, you know, I just achieved this or this? What am I saying to myself that that really is not only hurtful but sometimes has its root in family of origin pain or family of origin abuse or neglect that I'm just reliving unconsciously. And mm -hmm. so turning back to oneself with a sense of, I see you and you are you are worthy and beautiful and I'm I'm willing to look at how I'm sabotaging you. I'm I'm look I'm willing to look at how I keep, you know, feeding you garbage and pushing you and expecting this from you and it's not even what what is true or real. But isn't that, I mean, I'll, I'll push back and challenge you and, and, and see how you create the balance. It's like, I mean, if someone's going to make progress, you know, you got to suck it up. You got to, you know, not wallow in, in pain and discomfort. You got to, you know, have a goal. You got to push forward, you know, a fitness goal. You're going to, no pain, no gain. So how do you integrate that 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 idea that, um, that masculine energy of denying mm. pain for the purpose of some mission or growth with the you know embracing pain to heal, I guess I, I really encourage people to look at what they've done with their pain and how how that's really not working for them. But also um, looking at uh, how it it does take courage to go there. It does take courage to pause. It does take courage to um, to do it differently mm -hmm. than you've been wired to do it for so long and 
But that, you know, I always, at the end of my groups, I typically, I, I speak to each one of the men and I'll say, Dan, the work you're doing is worthy of respect. John, mm. the work you're doing is worthy of respect. It's like, don't bail. <laughs> and how do they, how do they particularly hear that from you as a woman, you think, when they hear that? What is I think that? after we've done some work, I've pushed them, they've gotten pissed, they've decided to take the risk to do something I asked them to do and realize, oh, she's not out to you know humiliate us. There's really a reason you know you asked us to do that. I think they really take it in. It's yeah. like you know, and and hopefully I'm I'm hoping that they'll end up saying that to themselves. Yes, the work I'm doing right. is worthy of respect. Right. I remember hearing Brene Brown talk about um, a lecture she did mm-hmm. <clears throat> talking about vulnerability and how, you know, it's good to be vulnerable. It's how you make connections and face mm-hmm. your shame and all that, you know, her shtick. Um, and one guy came up to her after a presentation and he said, look, lady, you don't know anything about what it means to be vulnerable as a man. And it's like, women don't want us to get off our white mm-hmm. horse and, and be vulnerable. And she said that that really changed her when she... Mm-hmm. Tried to understand her what her messaging when it came to particularly the application with men, right? And so I'm wondering what men hear from you when you honor that and you can validate that and saying that is strength, that is good work, that's courageous. Well, I think um, probably the synergy of a group being able to say that and really uh, the. Gentlemen, you know, stepping to support each other in that, mm-hmm. so it's not just me saying it. Of course, um, yeah. So you think that it's not just you, it's not just me, but you're you're talking mm-hmm. about like when you're in a men's group, there's something powerful, and you and I have seen it too. Right, is, is that when these men right validate and nurture and in mm-hmm. in honor each other? Yes, and. And honor the the challenge of the work, the courage to name what's true, and and the courage of being vulnerable and just having you know whatever feelings come up underneath that that they make sense that they're okay that they're not not weak or um, they're not going to end up in this uh, like melted <laughs> mess on the floor, you know. That's the fear, right? Is yes. that 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 I'm if I do connect with my emotion or I, I do cry or, or it, that it, that I'm just going to end up being seen as ineffectual, weak, mm-hmm. um, and oh my gosh, I might look like a girl. And again, what a, the relationship what a with the feminine, right? It's yeah. like, it's kind of like this is weak, mm-hmm. and that part of what we do is to help men. See that this now this is human. Human, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> this is part absolutely. of your humanity. Yeah, you were born to cry. You just lost your capacity or mm-hmm. lost your skill. Yes, you were told not to so early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so early on. It's tragic. Yeah, the research developmentally is like you know boys are kicked off laps earlier. I oftentimes in a men's mm-hmm. group um, will ask um, them of what their memory is of being on the lap of their mom or a dad and a lot of guys don't have any memory because it's usually you know pretty early 3 4 years old where they're saying you know go climb trees go get your knees scabbed up and be a real boy 
That is so tragic. Mm-hmm. So tragic. Yeah. So, so the groups that we do provide this sacred space. Uh, you've called it that. I think mm-hmm. I, I like calling it that. It's you know, it's a form of church or a form of you know mm-hmm. worship, if you want, in terms of being able to hold space and and you know, we call God is love. Love is God. You know, and to mm-hmm. provide that love, support, unconditional love, and and understanding. And so that's that's a space where healing can take place. I like it that you do experiential work with, with mm-hmm. and I remember one exercise we did um, at the beginning of a extended group. And I want to say a little bit about why you think experiential is helpful, and particularly for men, is that you brought a bunch of rocks from your garden and you had guys you know, choose a rock and they mm-hmm. spent time, you had them spend time looking at it um, in, in massaging it, moving it, and then they had to introduce themselves by identifying with that particular rock they chose or something like that. You can, mm. might better explain it better. And not throwing it. Um, <laughs> it, might, it might have been sometimes uh, I, I do have a lot of really nice-sized rocks, but it's like what is heavy in your life? And Maybe that's what it was. I yeah. think the exper- experiential work helps like cut cut underneath defenses and fears and just kind of step into seeing it differently and experiencing it differently and Mm -hmm. and hopefully just brings it closer to the surface Mm -hmm. without all the intellectual chatter and the defenses and right um so i i just think it's so much more powerful you know to use those types of techniques and you know, with addiction work, some of it is is addressing denial, and so some of the experiential work is, what's it like for for you to walk across the room and take money out of your mother's purse? Show us how you did that. Mm-hmm. What does that feel like? Mm-hmm. And then, or how did you manipulate the physician to give you the Xanax? What did you say? Can you can you show us? What's okay. it sound like? You know, just really stepping into, and what does that feel like? And now, can you do it again? But tell the truth mm. and what's under it. And I, I think it just cuts it, it cuts through the defenses that that protect the shame and per, and really keep people hostage. Yeah. So, so th- that's a barrier, shame. That, absolutely. Uh, Okay, so what is say more about shame for and again what what causes guys in particular to feel shame? Um, um, shame, the experience of of feeling exposed with mm-hmm. judgment, or shame, the experience of recognizing I did something that that va- that violated my value system, mm-hmm. and I just if other people see that, they are just going to find me to be either repulsive or. Um, you know, or just disgusting. So sometimes I'll power up and not not let people see, you know, that I felt really ashamed about that. Or other times I'll just deflect it and focus on all my accomplishments. Or other times I might blame somebody else mm-hmm. for what I actually did. And and the really healing of shame is about sharing that honestly in a safe setting where. Your humanity mm. is also seen, and you can grieve what that, what that, um, how that hurt your spirit, and 
um, and what it costs you. So, I mean, it's just a it's a critical piece in in any kind of addiction work. Right. It's a critical piece in any kind of growth is to address how sh- our shame holds us back because it's also based on the lie that if other people saw this they would just run away. Right. And so I've been running away, right? I've been running away from myself. I've been trying to make up for it. I've been doing all these other things to kind of like make you focus on those things and not do my own work. And so and doing that work in a group, mm. you know, and and letting other people continue to love you and care about you when you've when you've you've hurt yourself and you've violated your own your own compass code is so healing. Right. Coming back to maybe I can accept him. <laughs> yeah. As other people do. I see that the Jackson Katz talks about the, you know, the guys, you tough mm-hmm. guys. Well, it's mm-hmm. tough guys, G U I S E. It's like mm-hmm. it's this projection, this performance of, mm-hmm. of, of masculinity. Um, and I think that, you know, and again, all of that can be well and good in the right context to compete mm-hmm. and win and, and overcome. But I think to be able to <clears throat> be in a room with guys and to be able to take that guys down and take that mm-hmm. mask off, take the arm, put the armor aside and to reveal what's truly going on in, in your life. I think that the fear is, is that I'm going to be shamed, which mm-hmm. in some Circle of men that that does happen, and we mm-hmm. can appreciate why guys are really fearful of of being vulnerable. But when you can do that um, in a company of other men, um, there is a lot of healing with that, and it gives other men permission. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, you feel that way too. I thought I was the only one, mm-hmm. and then it just starts generating more sharing and more conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's really beautiful work. Yeah. One of the things I've heard you say um, that you think um, women do a disservice to men when they say all men want is sex. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what you mean by when you said that, a disservice to men, when if that's the core belief or that's what is said about men. Um. I think it you hear it within the culture, right? That yeah. that kind of idea. And I, I think it it diminishes the humanity of men and it also diminishes um the humanity of women in terms of just being individuals and people and multifaceted, but and it also sets up this dynamic that that uh performance is what's um most important here, not really getting to know who you are or or thinking that that's what you expect of me and therefore I'm performing. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just, it's such a, frankly, a cultural lie and such a, a cultural, um, oh, I guess lie is the only word I can think of. But a myth or a... Yes, that oh. just sabotages real relationships and real intimacy and... Um, is is really a tragedy? Hmm. Yeah, I think that um, I, you know, we're going to talk in another podcast about um, non relational sexuality, and I think that mm-hmm. Ronald Levant and Gary Brooks talks about male sexuality in our culture. We we train boys to have this non relational look at sex as a conquest. You know, mm-hmm. you have these things with women, and so if we disconnect boys from the heart and don't give them other ways of experiencing intimacy, mm-hmm. um, and don't you know, sitting down and being 
emotional and close with another man or a woman without sex being involved, then then sometimes sex becomes the only vehicle for human connection and for right. intimacy. <clears throat> so it's like, yeah, you can say that that's all men want. Um, well, that's the vehicle that they're given, but if we give them more diversified ways and more permission to experience right. intimacy in other ways, then perhaps that wouldn't be all they want. It'd be mm-hmm. some of what they want. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what do you think women want to hear from men, but men won't say? Um, and I'm, you can't speak for all women, but I'm just, right. obviously, but so generality. Know, yeah. Um, sometimes I think women want to hear, um, men's own struggle. Mm. with things, being honest about that. Sometimes I think beyond, I'm sorry, maybe stepping into the other side in terms of um, validating what the experience might have been. You know, I see why you're angry about that, or I see that you felt really hurt rather than I'm sorry or, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Um, Mm -hmm. So really making it deeper and, and really bridging... The relationship rather than kind of shoving it off or sloughing it off or what's the big deal um, being willing um, being willing to ask questions and to go deeper with that you know mm, well how okay. did that hurt you how did that why did that make you so mad yeah what's that really about you know I'd say, what does that right. remind <clears throat> you of that might not even have anything to, to do with me maybe it was <laughs> right. something you're I triggered something, yes. but tell me what's going on yeah, in there. And, yeah, and isn't uh, that great when it gets to that level in terms of really understanding that there might be me and my background and where I mm-hmm. came from, and you and your background, and that's really what's what's going right. on here. It's not really about me. Yeah, I, what I hear in that is a, is a is a deeper level or more sophisticated emotional intelligence. Yes. <laughs> yes, right. Definitely. It's rather than just saying, you know, focusing on behavior and saying uh-huh. what I did or what I said was, you know, it'd be great. It's great to hear that if someone does something or says something that's hurtful, mm-hmm. it's nice to have someone take responsibility for that. But what I hear you saying is you want to have a deeper conversation about what, well, what was going on with you or what got triggered or what is this connected to? So there's a, a deeper awareness of it. And I would think that would give, it would give me, and I'm sure it gives you a more confidence that okay, they're gonna be they're working on mastering this, they're working uh-huh. on understanding this, rather than oops, I screwed up. Yes, as as well as I mean, if both people are doing that, what a beautiful crucible for a great relationship. Mm. Both people are working on. Oh, now I know why that ticked me off so much. You know, it was about mm-hmm. my history, and mm-hmm. that reminded me of when I was in second grade and. You know, I peed my pants when I got shamed or whatever it is, you know. Right, It's right. like having that depth of intimacy in terms of both being on a parallel path of healing and being able to support each other in that and right. um, being open to that. I think, uh, you know, that, that 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 is a beautiful right healing journey for men and women together. Yeah. 
So yeah, the emotional intelligence and then kind of this relational intelligence and, mm-hmm. and so much of what we do in group is, is you know, just to teach those skills. I mean, it's kind of like, it, it is a skill. You're not born mm-hmm. with it. <clears throat> You're born with emotional resources. You know, you can see a baby, a toddler, you know, be sad and and angry and scared and, you know, and it's just unbridled, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's just full <laughs> and enlarged. And, and so the the... The resources has to turn into an intelligence, and the only way, and then that intelligence then can transfer to relational intelligence in terms of not only what's going on with me, but I want to be curious about what's going on with you, and then having this dialogue about that. And that's why the work that you are doing is so essential and so important. Because Because you have a gift (laughs) of liberating those who have not been liberated in their own stuck places. And you know, it it I think you have demonstrated I mean I've known you a long time, but you've demonstrated a lot of courage to come up against a lot of that um, false messaging to men and to really come against that in a way that some of your words have been heard and mm-hmm. accepted and received. And, um, you know, that's, that's a beautiful work you're doing, Mr. Flood. Yeah, well, thank you. I mean, it's evolved. I, I, you know, you, as you know, I worked a lot with domestic violence and addictions mm-hmm. as well and continue to have people work with me and do that. But, but I was, you know, curious about what you were said earlier in the podcast you know it's like I was brought into men's work because you know I was kind of like I, I, I'm you didn't know I was a vagina warrior I got nominated <laughs> in my vagina monologues as a ah, warrior because <clears throat> I was you know having programs that were protecting women mm. but then I thought but is, as you said earlier that violence that men do to themselves mm-hmm. and I thought yes. okay I gotta broaden my mm-hmm. services for men and and help them understand that too Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what you and I do together in the men's therapy groups is working with men who are voluntary who want to be here who are actually have the courage to be pioneers in going into this new territory this foreign land which we call the inner life right it's great it's beautiful (laughs) it is it's a privilege really it is and it's always a privilege to do that with you too over the years too (laughs) <laughs> I'm still doing it. <laughs> we are, even though we're uh, we're getting older. Um, but uh, thanks for coming in and talking with me about this. Um, any final thoughts you wanted to say? Just that it's it's a blessing. It's really a it is a sacred privilege to be able to do this work and to hold people's trust and mm-hmm. to be able to encourage and confront and yeah. You know, to do that with colleagues, that it's a privilege. So thank yeah, you. Yeah. And for the listeners who, you know, who are maybe thinking about getting into therapy and there's a guy out there, you know, it's like, you, what do you want to say to that guy? Come, come and see. <laughs> yeah. Come and watch. Yeah. Come and be part of it. Take a risk. Take a risk. Have courage. Mm-hmm. Exhale yeah. fear. <laughs> Exhale fear. Exhale the lie of fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a thanks. different kind of mountain. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks, Steph, for coming in. You're welcome, Randy. All right. Thanks for listening to another episode of Revealing Men. 
If you're looking for more information about counseling, coaching, and consultative services, please visit the Men's Resource Center of West Michigan online at menscenter.org. Also, feel free to contact us on our website if you have questions about this segment, ideas for a topic, or would like to be a guest on the Revealing Men podcast. Please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a rating so others can find us. Be well and have a great day.